Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's Laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hey, what's up, guys? Christopher Stolle back with another Breaking the Fourth Wall, and this time I have the distinct pleasure of sitting down and dis- uh, discussing horror movies, veterans affairs, and many other upcoming projects with Mr. George Romero. George, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing, man? Thank you for having me. Oh, man, honor's mine, and I'm doing awesome. For people that may be confused, like, wait a minute, George Romero? No, not that George Romero. This is that George Romero's son, George Romero, who has also done a lot of great things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I leave the C in the name, you know? He was George A, I'm George D. I, I figure it's the easiest way because I'm not a junior, and so uh, I figure it's probably the easiest way to distinguish, distinguish it. I used to just work under the name Cameron when I was coming up, but that was when I was dealing with the whole, you know, trying to prove that I wasn't, you know, trying to write his name or anything like that. So, right. uh, but you know, at the end of the day, my name is George Romero and that's, that's my name and this is my life's work and I'm a terminally creative individual. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, terminally, terminally creative. I mean, you were basically born into it. I mean, again, normally I start these off with like what got you into acting, but I mean, or, or directing or, or writing, in your case, it was kind of, it was kind of like a daily routine in your household, I would imagine. Am I wrong? Well, no, you're not wrong to a point. I mean, you know, my parents split when I was very young, um, but most of the time that I spent around my father was uh, was spent around creatives, was spent around him doing his job. And, and, you know, I was lucky enough that that meant I spent a lot of time, you know, uh, when we were together with him. Uh, on sets or in meetings or in, you know, watching him write or watching him, watching him edit. When I was very young, we had this house in, in Pittsburgh um, that I guess before us owned, it was owned by some guy who was a jeweler. So there was this elevator that went from the garage to the top of the house. And that's where uh, he had like this ginormous old Steenbeck editor set up up in the, the top of his house. And uh, I used to sit there and watch him and it was like, uh, it was like watching a madman. I mean, it was insane from watching him from behind. There was this glow from in front of him and he was silhouetted with all his cigarette smoke, just cutting film with a razor blade. And <laughs> he's gone nuts. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, and you know, those were the kind of things that, you know, everybody would say, oh, my dad does this, my dad does that. And I would just, I would just sit there and watch him and, and just be in awe of, the fact that these he would have these thoughts and they would get translated to these images that he would then string together and like it was uh, it was pretty cool you know and so I guess that would probably be uh, I think where I first had my exposure to it that and my mother was uh, vice president of an advertising firm back then and uh, so she was very creative in in the advertising and sort of mainstream sort of. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 
we call it sort of that sort of ad, ad man mindset, you know, um, the commercial side of things, I guess would be the best term for it. So she was the commercially minded artist and my dad was the very, you know, fuck you independent punk rock artist. And <laughs> I was somewhere, I was somewhere in between the two of them most of the time. I mean, your da- your dad definitely did some radical things. Again, we most everybody on this planet who enjoys horror movies or TV shows. I mean, The Walking Dead, World War Z, Twenty Eight Days Later. None of these would have existed without your father <clears throat> and his contribution with Night of the Living Dead. Uh, That's right. Something that very much, very much uh, you've. I, I hate to use the term "followed in the footsteps of," but I mean, you kind of worked on your own living dead uh movies yourself have you not <laughs> well technically no you know technically no i have not um actually i've got one that i'm going to do called the rise and um it's sort of my own very personal uh you know sort of the son's prologue to his father but it's not even technically a zombie film man. um not at all and, you know, uh, zombies were my dad's thing. And, you know, the cool thing about it is, you know, what he did was, uh, he, 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 you know, in, in the 60s, they made this film and it ended up in the public domain. And, you know, I mean, that's got a sting, uh, you know, as a creator, as an artist, uh, that's, that's got to absolutely suck to know that there's no way that you can ever, you know, kind of get that back out of the public domain on, on most levels. And so, Right. You know, I think I want to be um, about what happened to that, though, is that uh, it essentially created an open source monster, you know, uh, which then took on a life of its own, very much like his own monsters did, and kind of spread the way that it spread. And it became this open source um, creative palette for those of us who would, you know, take the bus downtown when we weren't supposed to because we were too young to go find a, a comic store or a movie store that had movies we weren't allowed to watch things like that right right you know those of us we there we were with these you know this this sort of newish world of horror and monsters and and all the stuff that was coming out back then and it was sparking all these creative thoughts and all of this creativity and a whole generation of people uh and and then as we grew up and we started moving into wanting to express ourselves, you know, you look how many people he inspired to do special effects and to make short films and make, go on to make giant films and, you know, bands and songs and books and games and poetry. It was all inspired by this open source creature that these guys put into the world sort of by mistake. And, you know, that's, that's, um, that's probably the single greatest entertainment legacy anybody could hope to be, you know, proud enough to be a part of, in my opinion. And, you know, and that's kind of how I looked at everything that we're doing right now. So, no, absolutely, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I personally, I think, uh, personally, I think it's it, it's it's almost like like you said, dude. Uh, I I misquoted in saying that you've worked on already. I, I was meaning that you that rise. You're you're in pre-production of. But to me, it almost oh, yeah. seems like a like a, a type of homage to your dad to, to, to do this as well. Like I, I can't imagine anybody else, uh, your dad wanting anybody else to ever really touch the franchise of he. It, like you said, if it wasn't an open source thing where he could have control, I, I couldn't imagine he would want anybody else touching it anyway. 
I hope not. I mean, we were originally supposed to do it together, uh, and he loved it. Um, you know, right. but uh, that 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 will never happen now. So the only thing I can do is make sure that I take it, you know, carry it with the reverence, you know, do the project with the reverence that his legacy and his career deserves. You know, absolutely. Uh, and it's it, you know, so that's my entire approach to the project, and and that's why you know, and, and it's funny because. You know, you spend your life hearing stories about people saying, oh, I'm not going to sell out. I'm not going to do it unless it's my way. I get this. I get that. And it's funny because in, in most situations, those are very unrealistic statements that indie filmmakers make. And they learn that very quickly um, when right. they go into these big, scary rooms. And they learn very quickly that if they want to get their movie made. There are certain things that they just are going to have to swallow. And it's going to hurt. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, and with a lot of projects, I'm even fine with some of that, right? I like, I have zero problems collaborating. I have zero problems with people wanting to be involved when it comes to this particular project. Um, it's, it's, it's taking so long because it can, this is the only project I will ever say it can only be done a certain way. And if it's not, it's not being done right. And it has to stay true to the Romero of it all. And, uh, you know, it, it's very, very important to me that it gets done the proper way um you know and and it's funny because a lot of the stuff that you run into or that i've run into is people reading it and saying well this doesn't feel like a george romero zombie movie you know well it's not a george romero zombie movie <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of <laughs> you know? is just the you got to pay attention to the middle initial <laughs> yeah it's just you know <laughs> I used to tell people I'm not George A. Romero, I'm A. George Romero. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't confuse anybody no. at all. <laughs> right? That's why I stopped saying But, uh, <laughs> you know, then it was, then it was, no, I'm, I'm Romero the Younger, you know, so, but, and, and that seems to make more sense. But the fact of the matter is, like, we're going to sit down uh, with, with George today. We're not going to necessarily be uh, beating around, uh, beating a dead horse. We're talking about his films and everything. I mean, most people know his films, and if not, there there is an IMDb page. You could definitely go check that out. He's working on other projects as well. Ones that I think are extremely important, and I'm I'm not even going to like uh, give a, a, a segue lead into it. I'm just going to say, George, why don't you tell us some of the things you're working on now that that really are the meat and potatoes of, uh, of, of your time and attention right now. Well, listen, I appreciate that, man. You know, um, the, the, everything else that we've kind of covered, it's all stuff that it's all history, right? It's all in the past and it's all how we all got to where we are nowadays. And, you know, where I'm at now is probably in the best space I think I've ever been in, uh, in my, in my life with terms of my, my inner creative being a piece and, I really feel like I'm doing some really great stuff. Uh, we've recently launched uh, the Romero Pictures Indie Brigade. Uh, we launched it as a podcast to sort of be a handshake for the Indie Brigade uh, and to kind of spread the message of the Indie Brigade. And, um, you know, honestly, it was one of those things where I thought, well, you know what, let's try it. And I'll be damned if it didn't start kind of catching on. And, you know, I think we've, oh, we've only got six episodes down of the podcast and we're already, you know, getting like over 5,000 views an episode. And, 
syndicating out around the internet, and, and it's kind of really picking up, which is great because the whole point of the Indie Brigade is this community, right? The Indie Brigade is not just a podcast. It is a community for indie filmmakers to come together once and for all in a, in a sort of a non-troll zone <laughs> where it's designed, uh, it, the entire community is designed for indie filmmakers to come and share time and share space on the internet with seasoned professionals and mentors and learn every, learn as much as they can from everybody involved. Uh, and by the way, a lot of times the mentors will learn stuff from the younger cats too, because you know, a lot of these mentors, we're all, you know, a little bit long in the tooth. We're old timers in this business and hell, the first film I cut, I cut with a razor blade on a, on a steam back, you know, and now these kids are like, well, I can make a 4k movie with my watch. You know, and <laughs> not wrong so, either. <laughs> so that's the kind of shit that, that, like, the old timers are learning from the new guys, and it's it's becoming this sort of really collaborative environment uh, where where it's really catching on. We've got and we've got so much cool stuff that's happened. We just launched. We just announced uh, our own distribution label for indie films, and it's going to be Romero Pictures. Uh, proper, and then there's going to be the Romero Pictures Indie Brigade sub-label of that for more more genre stuff. Um, so that's huge. Uh, we're actively taking submissions that, to that. We just launched um, a, a really fun little festival online. We've got an online trailer film fest, a film festival for trailers uh, that's literally designed to bring filmmakers together. It's totally free to enter. Uh, and it's just a trailer competition we're going to do every three months, and we're going to get some industry pros to come in to be the judges. Uh, we've got some cool prizes for people to win, uh, and a way to you know help add exposure to these filmmakers, add exposure to their projects, and do it in a way that everybody can collaborate and work together. Uh, we're also <laughs> about to launch a big educational push, uh, a big sort of educational side of the brigade, uh, one of the most exciting things to me is, uh, actually the new drone sort of central. Um, we've got an entire section of the Indie Brigade that's going to be dedicated to teaching indie filmmakers all about drone usage. Okay. Uh, you know, and different gear and different ways to use drones and, and ways to increase production value. Uh, these are all just kind of little aspects of the Indie Brigade, but it's working and people are coming together with the right spirit, that, that, that punk rock spirit of the motherfucking independent that existed in the 60s and the 70s, um, that is kind of gone now. Yeah, and so that's, true. that's, very that's true. the whole point. That's the whole point of the Brigade is to bring back this sort of like punk rock attitude and unite it as a big group of indie filmmakers who work together to help elevate production value, create good, you know, libraries of content, get that stuff out into the world and create a standard, you know, uh, because it's not, if, if it doesn't happen, man, the studio system is going to steamroll over the indie, uh, before too long, the little indie guy. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and he, you know, and all we're going to be left with are these studio indie films with their micro $20 million budgets, you know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and, I, and I'm agreeing with you with everything you said but I can't help but in the back of my head after you talked about like the old heads learning uh, from the new newbies about like I can shoot a 4k video with my smartwatch I just envision some some director who, who who learns that you know that he could 
film with the 4K watch, and he just turns to the closest like grip, and it's like you're fired. The grips, <laughs> the grips are standing there like, what I do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and and the reality is, man, look, when you want to make a movie the right way, the old school way, and you want to do it the way that it's been done forever, you need all of that stuff, and you need that tech, and you need that crew, and you need everything. But at the end of the day, th- there are thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of people out there making content with what they have. And <laughs> it's like the Wild West. Nobody is centralizing a place for these people to come together and create together and learn from each other and help each other build on top of that. There, There is no word of mouth in terms of knowledge anymore. So you've got these hundreds of thousands of people out there trying to you know, trying everything they can with their gear when, you know, what we're trying to do is provide a place where they can learn from people who have that traditional knowledge and all of that knowledge from the traditional methods and techniques can be applied to the new technology. And then we've got, what we've got is we've got an army of people who are basically learning how to up their production value uh, for absolutely free. <laughs> that's That's great. But it, is it only for filmmakers? I mean, like, it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, uh, feature film or, or short, or are we talking also like music video directors? Are we talking, and if we're talking music, anybody, if we're talking it's for music, any content creator. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, like the, the, the brigade itself is for any creative. If you're a filmmaker, if you're a musician, if you're a, a YouTuber, if you're a video director, if you're an admin, it's, it's all just about, the indie world of creation you know right. there's plenty of people out there running up and down the street with a camera package doing shooting commercials for the local pizza joints you know and those people can learn from the brigade and those people can teach somebody else in the brigade i'm sure okay it's uh it's for anybody you know and and all you really have to do to get involved is like and follow us on 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 social media Link in the description um, and, below. <laughs> you know and uh you know, subscribe to our YouTube, watch our episodes. We're, we're working on finalizing our format where, you know, we, we're working on doing an episode a week. So far, we're doing pretty good. Uh, nice. But we alternate episodes with every other episode being interviews and then every other episode being more direct Q&A sessions with some of, the, some of these folks from the industry. And then we've got a secret community on Facebook that we invite people into. Uh, and that's where, you know, sort of the next level of collaboration begins. And that's where people start introducing each other to each other and, and starting to work together. I haven't um, got promotion and, yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get one, man. You're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to come be part of it and, uh, and join in because it's, uh, it's really a great place. It's small right now. Right. Uh, and it's invitation only. And the reason for that is because we obviously want to front load it with the best people that we can so that as we open it up, um, you know, and as we do allow more uh, larger groups of people in, that we've got a good front line of uh, everybody from mentors to filmmakers uh, because there is a code of conduct and it's taken very seriously. Absolutely. You know? as it should be. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's, it's community for lifting everybody up and, you know, and it's all geared, it's all working toward becoming a part of an even bigger picture that I'm hoping to launch in 2000 or in 2020, um, that I call a veterans compound, uh, 
which basically builds on top of a lot of work I've done for a lot of years uh, one-on-one with veterans uh, with regard to kind of helping them process what they have been through through the creative arts, whether it be filmmaking or music or cooking or woodworking or, you know, whatever it is, there's a way to get and process a lot of the stuff that these men and women have been through, through a creative outlet. <laughs> and I've seen it work individually on a one-on-one level more than it hasn't. And uh, what I've done is formalized the concept into what I call the Veterans Compound, uh, which will, in our first uh, year, Except two classes of, uh, of 30 vets, um, each, uh, for the first year and take them through, uh, the entire process of learning, uh, of not only learning how to process what they've been through and, and, uh, you know, kind of processing it through creative outlets, but actually teach them, uh, and train them in the tech of film production. Uh, so teach them how to be grit, teach them how to be an electric, teach them how to write a screenplay, teach them how to run a camera. Um, because they already know how to do all of this stuff. It's just been programmed into them uh, from the perspective of destruction as opposed to the, the perspective of creation. Now, see, this uh, This is something that really, really resonates with me because, I mean, uh, what what you yourself may not know about about me personally is uh, I, besides I'm an ex-sailor, uh, ex, uh, I was in the U.S. Navy, um, my whole entire life I had aspirations of being a musician singer songwriter and quite honestly through a lot of the things that i've ever dealt with in life whether it was anger whether it was like breakup issues whether it was being deployed whether it was it doesn't matter even even today with bills and kids i find a release in the creativity of of writing lyrics or or you know short stories this really resonates with me for for veterans with that may be suffering PTSD or or uh, trying to heal a, a really horrific injury, they, to really focus their minds on something, I think this is a wonderful idea. Thank you, man. You know, and I'll tell you where it came from, and and the connective tissue that tied it all together in my mind. Uh, and and it'd be interesting to get your take on this. Is that you know, like I'm not in any way drawing a correlation to between you know, going on deployment and making the movie. They are, there is no correlation to be made, even though some people have kind of misspoken in the past and said that stuff in the public. There's no way to draw a parallel between the two, right? Right. But the parallel, the parallel that can be drawn is that it, the, the same piece of the brain that a sniper uses to take a shot from a mile away is the same piece of the brain that a cinematographer uses when selecting a weapon. I would imagine, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? So the same piece of the brain that can field strip a rifle under duress is the same piece of the brain that can field strip and reassemble a camera also under duress, which would be time constraints. Um, so and so if you if you draw all of these correlations between the, the, the brain and the areas of the brain that process these types of actions, the government has already trained the best film crew in the entire world. It's just nobody has flipped the switch, right? Right. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't taught them that you could do this with more than just a gun. Right. Exactly. And so the veterans compound is designed to switch the flip. That's that's um, absolutely you know. excellent, in my opinion. And uh, I I 
not only do I wish all the best in the world, but let me know when it launches because I will do whatever I can to make sure it gets out there. I appreciate that, man. I'm hoping it's going to launch in 2020. It's you know, it's a it's a it's a pretty big undertaking and it's a pretty huge um, logistical and and legal uh, thing to make sure it all gets done the right and proper way. Um, but you know, like I personally wrote the Constitution and bylaws. It's it's all nonprofit. So I personally wrote the Constitution and bylaws, and I personally set up everything so that, you know, even in the event that I die or walk in front of traffic, nobody can come in and fuck up how the thing runs. It will always be run with honor. It will always be run with the right, you know, motivations. Um, and, you know, the idea behind it is that at the end of each class, uh, each class then works as the crew on a feature film. And they get paid for their hours working. The hours they work qualify them toward joining unions because the films are all union films. Right. Uh, and and everybody in the class gets a piece of ownership of that film uh, for all time. So as soon as the film hits profit, then there's some longer term money going into the pockets of these families. And that also that also includes like uh, distribution later on after after uh, uh after being in theaters, you know, like the DVDs, the digital downloads, right. the Netflixes, whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, it's for all time. That's know? absolutely wonderful. So that's the Veterans Compound, and, you know, and it's all kind of happening all at once. And it's probably the most exciting time of my entire life. Probably more exciting than any movie I've ever made. Well, I mean, you haven't done a Star Wars yet. No, okay. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> oh man, I'm just—I'm reminding myself this is being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, feel free, Mikasa Sukas. <laughs> no, I'm good. But uh, no, ser- seriously though, that—that's an absolutely amazing thing. I—I—I I, I can't tell you. I'm—I'm I'm literally speechless just hearing what what you want to do with this and how much I personally am like i'm sold uh, i'm sold on thank it i you, really man. think it'll work thank I, you I, I really it definitely will work i just got to get it launched next year that's it and, and we're working feverishly toward announcing that so everything is moving forward and steamrolling forward and uh it's it's literally the most exciting time of my entire life I could, I could definitely say, I could definitely say, when you launch it, I will definitely be begging you back on breaking the fourth wall because we'll have to talk about it. But uh, oh for, yeah, but of course, uh, Realm of the Mist uh, Entertainment is more than just breaking the fourth wall. We have a whole bunch of other podcasts, and I guarantee you, we're all going to be talking about this. <laughs> Excellent, man. Excellent. Well, please do. Absolutely, because you know? that that that. And- that's probably the most exciting thing. Not that anything else was less exciting that we discussed thus far, but that is really exciting to, to even think remotely think about. Yeah. And it's really, really, it's just, it's fucking cool, man. And you know, somebody needs to do it. You know, I mean, how many, how many men and women have to fucking die before some of us try to live for that? Um, that's basically the motto. Oh, that, that, that makes so. sense to me. And especially in this day and age, you know, and again, I, I don't mean to put personal inflection in on this, but I mean, this day and age where everybody seems to be all about themselves and here mm-hmm. you are, you know, you, you could, you could go do whatever you want. You could go be whoever you want. No problem. And you're choosing 
not only to to give your time and service to others for free with the brigade and with the with the with the the veterans but you're doing it for people who have made the ultimate sacrifice in some way shape or form you know and hopefully not yet for a lot of them you know but uh and and it, this is just you know like you said nonprofit it's all volunteer that's wonderful, and 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 especially for veterans, where a lot of them since the '60s have always felt kind of forgotten. Nowhere near yeah. as bad as today as it was back during the '60s, but I mean, you know, they always feel forgotten, or I hate to use the term second-class citizen when they when they no longer wear the uniform. You know, and it's just wonderful to hear somebody want to help them in some way, shape, or even it doesn't matter if they just want to, you know, buy them a sandwich or do these great things that you're doing. It's just a wonderful thing to hear about. And Listen, I here's that, the fuck to I know I'm using that word wonderful too much, but it is. <laughs> no, no, and, and I appreciate everything you're saying, man, but here's the fucked up thing, right? Like, I have a very good buddy who's a vet, and when he got home, um, as part of his exit, you know, that he had to go through. Like, they they made him go to classes to, like, learn how to grocery shop and shit again, mm-hmm. right? Like, you, 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 and, and, you know, you talk to him, and he says, look, you know, I don't know if that was, you know, a good or a bad thing for me. I feel like all it did was make things worse in my head and in my heart, and it made me feel like there's a stigma around me, and it made me feel like everywhere I go, people are looking at me, and they know that I'm fucked up. And I have to be taught how to go to a grocery store, which I've been doing since I was a kid, since, you know, since I was a kid, right? Right. So, like, I don't need to be taught how to grocery shop again. And and what that does is it puts this fucked up stuff in these guys' heads. And, um, you, you know, and, and all that's doing is adding to the problem. And it's adding to these guys and these girls taking their lives. And it's, it's, it's creating a bigger problem in their minds, in their hearts, and in their spirits, which they then... Are, are left, you know, here at home with families with all this other shit that's uh, just being negatively reinforced in them by the government and by their exit strategy, whatever they call it, for whatever it is. And, you know, none of that shit is helping. What helps, you know, is not bringing these guys home and saying, here's a hamburger. What, comes, what helps is bringing these guys home and saying, hey, I'm going to teach you how to have a farm. So that you never have to worry about hamburgers again. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you a fish. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Right. Because that's what that's what these guys and these girls need. That's who they are, and that's you know they're they're powerful people, and they're trusted with billions of dollars worth of equipment, and trusted to make decisions about that billions of dollars worth of equipment. Not to mention the countless lives, and they come home, and we need to teach them how to buy fucking milk. I don't think so. And they come home, and we need to teach them how to take those skills and apply them to something that's going to improve their quality of life, give them a good family life, and earn them the money that they fucking deserve. Sorry, I've, I'm off my soapbox. No, 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 no. <laughs> Quite honestly, I was going to say, I don't have anything that I can even remotely add to that because you're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely, I think, I think that's where our government, especially, uh, and, and the military leaders fail are enlisted yep. in officers that uh, that have you know they volunteered for this. This this isn't like the uh, the, the the days of World War Two where a draft was around. 
the people that serve today volunteered for this. They deserve better than just, you know, here's a bus ticket and 20 bucks, be on your way when their service is done. Right. They deserve somebody to say, hey, welcome home. I know the last several years of your life uh, you've been programmed to think this way and do this stuff and do all this horrible stuff that's really going to fuck with you. So I'm going to take you into this local business and show you how it operates. And we're going to figure out together where you fit into this business. And we're going to, we're going to get you into the community and we're going to prove to you that you have way more value than you're being made to think you have. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. But on that one, I'm going to go ahead and let you give you an opportunity real quick to uh, go ahead and shout out all, anywhere you want people to be able to look into the uh, the Romero Pictures uh, Brigade and, of course, this uh, veterans uh, when it when it's up and running. I'm sure you don't have anything together yet. But if they would like to get more information, you know, some websites or any way they can contact you to uh, to receive more information about this. Yeah, I've got all kinds of information on the Veterans Compound. Um, we're going to be doing some big uh, announcements uh, as soon as the new year starts, uh, and we're going to be continuing to roll those announcements out over the course of 2020. Uh, but for now, uh, everything stems from RomeroPictures.com. I've got everything anybody wants to know or needs to know there. Uh, if anybody's interested in any of the other fun links or anything like that, they're all at Linktree slash Romero Pictures, and that's uh, you know that that's uh, link slash Romero Pictures, and that's got literally everything. Um, but Romero Pictures is a great place to start. Uh, it gets you involved with the Indie Brigade. It gets you on our mailing list for our newsletters and all of our updates about all this stuff. It gets you uh, on the track to entering your trailer in our brand new trailer festival, our trailer fest, as we call it. Uh, and it puts you in touch with. Me and everybody else who's part of the team with regard to the film distribution, with regard to the podcast, with regard to everything else that's going on. So just RomeroPictures.com. Absolutely. And uh, guys, of course, you know Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Uh, if you want to get any type of podcast, we have it. We try to have variety. If you prefer the audio format, you could always look up Realm of the Mist on uh, Anchor.fm or I, Apple iTunes or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. And, of course, you can check out our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, where we have all the tabletop Dungeons & Dragons as well as uh, video game Let's Plays. So just, you know, if you want to have some fun, go check out that channel as well. I've got to say it. Thank you very much, uh, George. This has been a wonderful, wonderful experience. I look forward to speaking with you again. Of course, we're going to uh, (laughs) through through Facebook and all that because I'm uh, I'm in the brigade. Well, kind of. I'm in level one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you what man uh let's talk on messenger after this and we'll teach you the handshake there you go <laughs> as long as i get to the coder ring by the end of the week <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> drink more right, that's a that's a christmas story joke for you guys <laughs> happy holidays guys thank you again george it's been a pleasure and i will catch you on the next breaking the fourth wall have a good night have a great night thanks